Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hi, this is Marissa. With me today, we have Dr. Matt Fink, Dr. Josh Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer, and you are listening to the Spine Whisperer podcast. So, we don't have the super special podcast that I promised the people, but we do have a couple good things going for us today. Uh, Dr. Certain had a bunch of stuff come up. We couldn't get him in. We are going to have our very first guest, Dr. Certain. Uh, he'll be here in two weeks, so we got that rescheduled, so that's still going to happen, so take heart. Animal lovers, we are going to cover your animal chiropractic questions. I know everybody is, including the doctors, we're super pumped about it. That's the first thing. The second thing is our guest moderator. Marissa, say hi. Hi. You guys will recognize Marissa from the episode where she was convinced we were all going to die from the blizzard. Um... She was only half right. We're all going to die. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I just want to update everybody what's going on. You may or may not have heard there's a virus around. Um, and it's uh, the situation is still in the deterioration phase, probably, from when we get a handle on it. Uh, as of the time of this recording, most of the stuff is going on lockdown, um, and r- rightfully so. You know, the way you stop a pandemic is by overreacting, you know, so so no problem there. I won't spend the whole time giving you information about uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, with the exception of the things that I think are very interesting about that particular uh, virus, because it's a SARS cousin. The SARS virus tends to be influenced by light and by heat. And so that's good to know as the, we in the Northern Hemisphere are heading towards summer. Uh, slowly, of course, here in Missouri, it seems like we're going backwards. The other thing is that um, that virus, as of the time of this recording, is a three-day life on regular objects and a 24-hour life on cardboard. That's really good. You know, viruses that die that quickly, we want that. Because that means if you can sterilize your surfaces and control your area and the area you go in, man, that's... That's good. And then the other thing is the route of transmission. You know, you got to get it on a mucous membrane. So not touching your face and washing, washing the thing that you use to interact with the environment the most, which is your hands. That's really, really, those are all positives. Uh, Some of the negatives are that people don't seem to not care about quarantine. You know what I mean? And so there's some disturbing chains of events going on out there in the world. So um, we won't talk about that because that'll just get us all crazy. Anyway, for our patients, um, we've already kind of talked about this in the office. We sterilize the hell out of this place every time a patient comes in and leaves. And we control where our patients go, so we control what could possibly get infected, and we clean it every single time. So we have 15,000 Clorox wipes, you know, and bleach or alcohol. Pick one and use that, you know, or drink the alcohol, use the bleach on your, on your tables. Um, in terms of transmission and risk, we're one of the lowest around. You know that's why we are so hope, so proud, really, of this mode of healthcare. You know, and every day that we're here seeing you, that's one less day that there's pressure on the urgent care and on the hospitals because they're already getting wrecked over there. 
And every day that we're here, those are additional days that we can treat all of the nurses that we take care of. You know, that is the true benefit of chiropractic care during times like these is that we take the pressure off of that system with our own system. And our delivery of healthcare is incredibly safe. And that, I think that's what I'm kind of most proud of. So I won't talk about it the whole time. I just wanted to touch on that. That way people knew, you know, if you've been in the, in the office or you've been on our website, you've seen the stuff that we've printed out uh, about immunity and, and that's all well and good. So with all of that having said, we are going to continue to do this podcast as if the world will still be functioning uh, five or six days from now when this actually gets posted to the website. So hopefully this won't just be the last thing that that gets, <laughs> that gets recorded. So it's, it's kind of creepy. So, uh, but uh, if it is, what a treat. I know. Like, people will come out and be like, oh, this is an incredible podcast. I can't believe it. So Marissa, you have a round robin for us today. More questions from patients. I, I think part of me just loves that people care about what we do. So, Okay, I will now turn it over to you. Okay. Our first question mm -hmm. is for Dr. Josh. Uh-huh. Essential oils. What's mm. the deal? Essential oils. So the most, one of the most primitive parts of the brain, the, the forebrain, what's called the cribiform plate, the openings through which the smell nerves pass from the nose into the brain. It's one of the oldest pathways uh, in, in terms of, you know, the age of the brain. And so there are so many ways that smelling things can elicit responses, either through the limbic system, through memory, through a bunch of systems that we're just now coming to understand. So the idea that smelling something can elicit a specific response physiologically in the body, that is not far-fetched, you know? In the same way that if you've ever thrown up eating from drinking too much grape Kool-Aid, the smell of grape Kool-Aid is gonna trigger a very powerful response. That Food avoidance response is one of the strongest reflexes that humans have, and it comes from mostly smell. So that's absolutely, you could see that that being a deal. Now, there have been studies out there that have demonstrated that essential oils help with everything from blood pressure changes to menstrual cycles. Like it's, it's all been studied, or it's being studied, and there's good data. However, it is a complementary therapy, right? We don't only use that in general. And we're super, super careful with how we have that done, right? You want to make sure your essential oils are, you apply them through a diffuser. Don't ingest them. Like don't, don't do crazy stuff with them. So short answer, they have a benefit. The long answer, we don't know how much and it's a complementary deal usually. So there. All right, the next question is for everyone. Ooh. What is chiropractic school like and does everyone pass? It's a living hell and not everyone passes. Yeah, I would say in the, it's typically within the first few semesters that you see people yeah. deciding it's not for them or, you know, it's heavy science-based in the beginning. So rep. they're like, uh, Temper I, um, we got to talk at the beginning of each of our things. It's like 10% yeah. of the, look around, 10% right. of you won't be here by the end of the first trimester because people realize that it's not really for them or they've had just a change of heart right? or um, they, or they, just, just, they just don't want to do it. They, they can't, can't handle it. it being they're, crushed they're, by science, just crushed we by We call it. it the allergies in yeah. the first the first year of school at, uh, at chiropractic school. It's yeah. like you have a now they, heavy dose of They them. tell you that 10% three times, right? right. So they That's do it correct. first, second, and third. And so you're down 70%. You're... We go year-round. Chiropractic school is year-round. There's no time off. 
Yeah. Two, Once you two start, to three weeks in between. Yeah. The right. 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 But that's it. No right. summer break. There's no summer break. There's no no none of that. Like the second you start, you're either gonna fail or be a doctor. I think another big difference. Three is and a half years later, you're going from undergrad, where let's say you have 15 to 18 credit hours. Right. And so you're in class like two or three times a day, maybe. Right. And then you go and to you're like a senior, you know, yeah. like, come on. And then you go to chiropractic school, and you're, like, in class, almost like you're back in high school all day long. That's right. And then the course load, you, ha- you know, you the homework you have after night. that, Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're spending all day. All night. It is. Yeah. One of the, one of the other things is that um, they really, to be accredited and to have that backing from the, the government and, and... The CCE. Um, yeah, yeah, being able to give out lo- loans and stuff. So they make sure that they take attendance Every single time, no matter what. No matter what. So, like, you, if you don't attend a certain amount of classes, you will fail that class. That's right. It is. So, you have to really be there yeah, to learn. You get so you on, just, yeah, you get an A on every test, but you're, you're absent six times, whoop, F. Done. That's it. And they don't care. Like, they, like that's it. You know, they, you know, like, like gross anatomy. You go from one day, maybe it's a Sunday, you've never actually seen a dead body. One week from that day, you have spent... 20 hours working on a cadaver like that's that's it and chiropractors take more gross anatomy than any i don't care what profession nobody takes the volume of gross anatomy that we do because our physical exam skills have to be better than everybody else's like we get it done especially at logan they have a wonderful mm. state-of-the-art people best come in the west they say marissa they come from all around to check it they out. they do so. a lot of schools tour that lab and they're like oh that's incredible uh back in the day you could find yours truly as a gross anatomy TA. And they say that they say that I was absolutely the best they ever had. It's not true. the cadavers, but the actual students. Sure. Yeah. Dr. It. Matt's friends were like, Your brother's amazing. He's like, Don't tell him. <laughs> you know? I saw there like a plaque up there. He's still hung over, right? <laughs> right. Your face on there. It's, yeah, he he'll tell you whatever you need to know yeah. for the test. You just gotta get him some McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, let's go over this. Let's Back go over then, that. I didn't eat uh, somebody go get me some food. Yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, it didn't really have to be McDonald's. It could uh, really be anything, but yeah. Uh, no, that was back then. I wasn't eating that healthy back in the day. But yeah, it's uh chiropractic school is is incredibly difficult. And it will destroy you or you'll be a doctor. <laughs> and you'll be a good one. Sounds really fun. You yeah. guys really you, sold like, it. Like, no one goes to chiropractic <laughs> school on a, on a whim and stays. You know what Marissa, I mean? Like, I feel like you're being sarcastic. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's like when they melt down gold. Let me gold. change that. Sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. That's even more sarcastic. <laughs> and we can see you with your eyes. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. What else you got? This is for everyone again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite area to study in school? Mmm. At any point or yeah. chiropractic school? Yeah. Any point favorite time. class ever. Total. From but college on. Oh, okay. College, college on. No high school. Undergrad, yeah. I, know, I had some good classes in high school. <laughs> All right. If you want to talk about high school. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Like Marissa, if you give into him easy, then he's going to do this either the rest All of the right, podcast. All right. College on. <laughs> oh, college on. Undergrad. Uh, biochemistry for me. I just, I, I just, I adore it. I just love it. I love it. I, I love physics. Nice. It's awesome. I would say kind of in the area that I, I instruct in biomechanics. Biomechanics, that kind of stuff yeah. Kinesio, I thought was going to yeah. be your answer, yeah. It's cool stuff, man. That is really cool stuff. Okay. All right. The next question is for Dr. Matt. Mm. It says, I was told by my mother that cracking my knuckles would give me arthritis. Mm. Is this true? What is arthritis anyway? Um, so the first part of that question is, no, it's not true. 
Um, we want it to be true, but it, it, you know, just so that we can control over our kids. But right. yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it sounds um, annoying. Yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. annoying. Now there is a correct way to quote unquote pop your knuckles. Right, you want to distract the joint and pull it out and make sure that you're you're getting the most motion through like it. So pull my finger. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But don't say that. Right. Because you don't you have don't, it. You don't wanna, the wrong Is that idea. true that that's a reflex? Pull my Hello? finger and then... No, it's not. No, then, yeah. it's right. not. Sphincter relax relax no, it's a, I think it's a comedy shtick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a reflex in the American psyche now. <laughs> I you know like what I mean? It might be a Mythbusters episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a really gross one. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so... Let's talk about the arthritis portion of that. So arthritis is basically a buildup of bone around other bone that's not moving correctly. Okay. There's a couple different types of arthritis, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, and both of those are different, different in ways of how they affect the bone, mm-hmm. right? Rheumatoid is more, it'll deteriorate the bone. It'll, it'll eat away the bone. Mm-hmm. And osteoarthritis will actually build more bone on bone. Cool. Right? And then there's the, the metabolic arthritis like gout or, or sure. other ones. Yeah. But sure. I mean, that's a totally different mechanism. So, yeah. So, that's basically what's going on with that. And the way that chiropractor helps with arthritis is we put the bones back, m- mechanically realign them, train them to function correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Just make sure the joint... Subluxation works, reduction. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. He's trying hard not to just lose his mind and talk for an hour. <laughs> All right. The next question is for Dr. Brad. Ooh. Are some people really double jointed? Mm, that yeah. is a common one. Yeah. A lot. The term itself alludes to the fact that instead of you having one joint. Right. That you actually have two. Like four elbows. Yeah. So, yeah. Elbows good, good spot to think about. So, some people have excess motion mm-hmm. so instead of it locking here it just keeps going it just right. keeps <laughs> yeah, right, right. Dr. So, Mauer's demonstrating is a yeah. straightened elbow mine won't and yeah, it does that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah he, not real hyper would hurt right. um so no that you don't technically have two joints right there. Uh, it's more to do with the laxity in ligaments mm-hmm. soft tissue mm-hmm. and just yeah a lot of times it's kind of a inherited trait like yeah. probably one of your parents can do the same thing and yeah. it's uh, yeah, young people are pretty elastic yeah yeah it's called like it's called youth thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah yeah oh the thumb yeah. is right yeah. there yeah the thumb is a common spot yeah if but you we just, do have an extra joint in there that's a problem yeah oh my gosh you would know long before we are talking about it you yeah. know what i mean um yeah it's just something that we we hear but we don't it's just you know you got to pick and choose your battles like I, i'm not going to correct anybody about it yeah. because sometimes like, i hear it then but you I, just I, sound yeah. like that turbo nerd at the party it's like well actually and you just want to absolutely <laughs> right. let them have it sorry yeah that's how i feel the same way I'm sorry like you're like i hear if i hear well and then they breathe in and they say actually inside my body i'm now formulating a counter argument and i'm gonna let them have it like don't say that to me because I'm the guy. You know how many people are not applying <laughs> to come in and be like, well? And they're going to get it, every one of them. Every one of them. I'm just going to get a button on the desk that says, Turbo Nerd Alert. Turbo Nerd Alert. <laughs> My wife made me a t-shirt that says Nerd Alert, and I wear it everywhere. I just absolutely love it. All right, this is a question for everyone. Oh. Um, my husband says he has no pain, and if it ain't broke, don't mm. fix it. What is the best way to explain chiropractic care to him? Oh, God, I love it. I love it. I would start by pointing out that when he spent eight hours 
going through the engines of every one of his pieces of lawn equipment. He was not waiting until those broke down. Or when he brushes his teeth, he's not waiting until he gets a cavity. Or when he exercises, he's not waiting until he is overweight. Like in nothing that matters do we wait until it's broken before we do something about it. You don't wait and check your IRA until, well, IRAs are all unfunded now, but, but before, <laughs> before, you yeah. don't wait and oh, check that's it. A, that's a weird segue, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nothing that matters do you wait until it's broken. Nothing. But for some reason, that they think that that can apply to health, and it just can't. Because that's the medical, has been in the past, the medical model. Only if you don't have symptoms, then you must be fine. Now, people that are going to have heart attack today... They don't have symptoms right now, you know? What kind of advice is that? It's ridiculous. That's what's wrong with that model. Not that everybody practices that anymore, but waiting until there's a problem with your health. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. It's ridiculous. But they, that's what they were taught. That's what we were all taught. If you don't have symptoms, then you must be fine. And that just couldn't be any further from the truth. It's irresponsible. I agree. I agree as well. Ditto. Sorry. I I, I'm sorry. I, I concur. But, like, I'm not mad at him because that's what he was taught. Are you not mad? I'm mad at somebody, but not that woman's husband. Yay. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's move on. Um, this is for Dr. Josh. What is bone mass? Mm -hmm. and can I make my bones stronger? Mm, wonderful. The collection of data regarding bone integrity has really, has really benefited from the, from the development of advanced imaging techniques. Um, and the fact that we can shove radioactive iodine into people and then they don't die. And so we can look at that. So bone mass is the average density of your bone. You know, you can have bone that's more like a paperweight. It's thinner. It does the job, but it's not very strong. Denser bone, spongier bone, that's bone that can take more weight per square inch. And lean uh, skeletal muscle as a function of weight Bearing exercise. Those three words, weight, bearing, exercise. That's how you get bone, and that is how you keep bone. That's why I like um, body weight exercises so much um, for rehabilitation yeah. and for just general health. Like, I just love it. You agree? And, yeah. Yeah. So, weight bearing exercise is the only thing you need to know about that whole answer. Do weight bearing exercise. I'm tempted. Okay. So, just one more thing. Like, people are like, well, I'm taking calcium pills. Okay. But if you put calcium in your blood, how do you know that the calcium is going to the bone? You need a dump truck. You need, you need a guy to get in his dump truck, go down to the artery, grab the calcium out of the blood, and bring it to the bone and then put it in. If you don't have that guy, then you take calcium and then you pee calcium out. You need that stimulus, that impetus, I-M-P-E-T-U-S. And that is usually weight-bearing exercise. That's why it matters. Okay, now, now I'm done. Now I'm done. This next question is for Dr. Matt. Oh. Should I be worried when my bones pop? Oh, you keep getting the, the bone question. Like pop, lock and drop? You keep yeah, the, on their own. Popping and locking? Yeah, like when you stand up and then everything's like crack. Oh, you don't mean actual popping and locking. So, well, I guess if you're involuntarily popping and locking, yeah. we have a oh, Okay, that's fantastic. We need, to, we, need to, and we need to invest in some... Dance lessons and get you on the on the scene. Maybe it's true. Like a dance machine. Um, so let's talk about what happens when your joints are popping, right? So if they're popping, there is something that you should be paying attention to. If you're if there's pain when that happens, right. that is something that we should be seeing somebody about. Right. Whether it's your primary or your chiropractor, um, you want to get that investigated because we don't like popping in pain. 
if it pops or if it if it makes noise and there's no pain, no big deal. Right. Usually that's just uh, the nitrogen and gases being released from the joint or tendons right. slipping over uh, right. different subgrooves in the bone. Right. So when people ask us these kind of questions, we always say, hey, don't don't try to self-adjust. Gently stretch. Because people will be like, well, when I when I twist my back this way, it makes a whole bunch of noises. Well, are you And then when they like demonstrate that they're putting themselves in something. And that's when I pass out and people have to catch me. It's like, well, look, and they put themselves in some incredible the scorpion. And you're like, what are you? Of course it's going to pop. You you would explode. Like, it has to pop there. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell people, if you're just doing regular... Normal stretching. Gentle, uh, yeah. gentle stretching after And it happens the, to pop and it doesn't hurt, then that's... Yeah. No big yeah, deal. when you start forcing that neck oh, to the yeah, side... Yeah. And, we, and your ear is touching your shoulder. Yeah. We're, we're, then you can't lift up your head Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's I don't know what I did. Patient denies trauma. Yeah, like, oh, nothing. I just did this. And you're like, <laughs> like why is Dr. Matt throwing up in his mouth? You know, somebody's demoing their, uh, their stretch. And school kids used to put their hands on their desk and then... Bend backwards, bend backwards over the chair. Over, oh, yeah. over the chair. And it would oh, just yeah. be like... Yeah. Those are young people, though. They you know they can get away with that. That's why we like being doctors for young people, because they're really easy to fix. And we can yell at them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so this next question is for everyone. If you could redesign the human spine... <laughs> oh, my God, yes! It, and what would you change? Oh, God, okay. I would... Huh. I would... Uh, well, wait, do we have to keep the same amount of bone that we have, or could we add bones? Because I'd like to have, like, a shield forearm where the forearm is w maybe wider at the end, and you can use it to block. And then I would have, on the opposite hand, like, I'm left-handed. So on my left hand, um, an additional bone, like you got the radius and the ulna, but then I would have a third bone that would shoot out straight from the end of my wrist, and I could stab with. So this question was more specifically about the spine, but I do love your oh, new yeah. defense okay. weapon. I was rolling did with it. Did they say spine? Yeah, it said spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but they did. But that's a good. Oh. But if we. Oh, then wings. <laughs> wings. I would have a. I would. How, how would that benefit? How we would never be able to get off the it, ground? Why? You could glide, bro. You could glide. If you. Listen. Listen. You take a couple ribs out. Why can, you birds, use those, why can birds fly? Because their bones are hollow and they have enhanced metabolism. We okay. are not flyers. We're gliders like our friend, the sugar glider Ooh. and the flying squirrel. So what I'm saying is with an enhanced <laughs> scapula that you support with rib musculature by taking those bones, you could support foldable flaps that come from your pinkies down to your scapula, maybe mid, maybe insert on the obliques, and then you would have... You, like, if you were running, you could jump, and then you would be able to coast a, a moderate distance. I keep trying to work out my lats. You know that's cool. I keep trying to work yeah. out my lats oh, yeah. to see if I... But oh, there's, yeah. no, there's you know? no reason. I mean... Oh, I just don't, bro. I just don't know. You could work, bro. But why? You're mad because you like it. I don't <laughs> like it. You're mad because you like it. Well, what would you do? Okay. You I wouldn't change us? anything. Oh, you would just keep us the same? What do you mean? Well, I mean, come on. This is a creative question. Yeah. It's hard to improve on perfection. Oh. Yeah, you know we're, pretty what I'm we're pretty successful. We're pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We could have too good of an idea. We might really, have a job. If yeah. we could glide, though, that'd be pretty sweet. We'd be out of luck if but we created too good of a... a bunch of yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good things. job. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone. Everything, oh, everything would change. Is it a bird? <laughs> Is it a plane? Yeah. No, that's Dr. Josh again. Yeah, swooping down <laughs> to... Well, I don't know what I would do, but I would swoop would down. Some that's swimming. the important that's part. Definitely some swooping going on. Oh, man. I, that's I, when you get those geese. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you what. They make another yeah. run of this office. They're attacking you. They Non-stop. are. One of them's got a band on him. Um, he's band been banded by the... By the uh, oh, yeah, he's got a band. He's like out there. But yeah. All right. What, what do you got? He Anything plays else? bass guitar? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're doing good. Normally, we only get through like two questions before it just turns into a... <laughs> okay. You know, Next, mm-hmm. for everyone, out of all the doctors, who do you think is the best cook? Mm. What is your favorite food or type of meal? I feel Let's like first, someone here has taken cook? some classes. Yeah. It's me, That's Dr. It? Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm pretty good with it, but I just don't do it Yeah, I did lot. that. Uh, you know, I don't do... God, when like, was that? Schnooks, Schnooks and Deerbergs, like, which are grocers... 15 years ago. Grocers here in Missouri... They and in Illinois, I think probably, but anyway, they had a they used to offer classes and they might still. And they would take, uh, like in the spring, they'd have you come in and learn how to make spring dishes. It was a really, really, it was really cool. But after that, um, a bunch of kids showed up at my house and they were like, You're our dad. So I had to learn how to prepare large amounts of food. So I am probably the best cook, but only because I have to cook the most. Do you guys agree? I mean, I feel like... Dr. Matt's a good... It doesn't matter what we say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we should have a cook-off. Do we have a cook-off? That'd be wonderful. That would be fun. That'd be wonderful. I don't know. I don't know if Dr. Josh is the best cook because I still haven't had any of his fried rice. No. Oh, my chicken fried rice? Yeah. Oh, it is wonderful. Yeah. Chicken fried rice... And then uh, he says I would be addicted to it, and I could. It's true. I can only make it for certain people because they'll change their lives to get more of it. Oh my god! I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the amount of smoking that you do for it's the true. meats that you bring in—it's uh, pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I do a lot of brining, a lot of smoking. But like that's because I have to feed a whole bunch of like dudes that just—they just eat. They eat everything. It's ridiculous. Now, what is everyone's favorite meal? Man, that is a really tough question. There's a lot of really good meals. Like, if this is your last meal, what are you getting? Oh, I, uh, I really enjoy yeah. Chinese food. Hash. Yeah. So I would go, I don't know, I don't want to say exactly which. I'd probably get multiple, like mm-hmm. a buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's a signature thing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Hash. That's very good. That's basically pulled apart meat. Yeah, it's yesterday's. Um, and it's with um, potatoes. With, uh, yeah, with potatoes. It's um, with cottage cheese mm-hmm. and salt and pepper. That's your last meal on earth meal. Yeah. Amazing. Dr. Josh? It's, uh, well, when your mother makes it, I mean, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Ma- yeah. Tuna casserole. Yep. Oh, I haven't had that for a while. <laughs> I haven't had that for it's, a while. It's, uh, or uh, my wife, when we first met, um, used to make, um, not crab rangoon, but what's crab rangoon without crab in it and just cream cheese? Cream cheese rangoon. Yeah, that. And she used to make those, and she would literally take the phyllo and bread it and then fry. Holy cow! And um, I haven't had that actually since our first son was born. So think about crying. this. One I might time. cry. I might cry. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. Anyway, yes, yeah, so one of those two. Probably tuna casserole now though, because um, she really likes that. 
Yeah. Wait, Marissa, what would be your last meal? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Well, she said... She has a whole presentation. Like, no offense, but your guys' last meals are a little lame. Yeah. <laughs> I would go what are to... You do? We're like one or two years older than you, so yeah. we've had some experience. Yeah. Well, also, we fun. haven't been out to do fun things in a long time, so yeah. you're like still... You, okay. Into it. I would go to New Orleans. Um, what the... Oh, we can travel to? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. You we guys didn't use your brain for this yeah. question. I guess that's that. correct. <laughs> I guess that. I'm traveling down south. Sure. I'm going to Dickie Brennan's Steakhouse in New Orleans. Wow. And I'm getting a steak with their a la carte size. What kind of steak? All of them. I want a buffet. I want a flight steak of buffet. all of their steaks. Wow. Good night. That's wonderful. I want them all. Good job. Thank you. And then, you know, a little bit of their potatoes and mm -hmm. a little bit of their caprese salad, and we're good to go. Have you had that before? Yes. You seem like, okay. And I think about it every day. So <laughs> so here we have so at least... So we shouldn't say, hey, yeah. what do you want to eat Here today? we have at least one person that has been to New Orleans and can remember it. Because I've been there twice, and I... Oh, I've been many times. If you ever need places to eat in New Orleans, I have a list I keep... Marissa, you're uh, don't we just wow. eat off the sidewalk there? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's not food. Wanted to. <laughs> yeah. but I think no that's place. the problem. You know what I Okay, what else you got? Okay, um, Doctor Brad. Doctor Brad. What does it mean when someone says they have bone on bone? Oh man, Marissa, can you say, well, actually, for me? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> man. This is a lot like the uh, double joint. So, yeah, because, yeah, you know, someone will come in and they'll say that I found out. Yeah, Dr. Tony bone, bone on bone. bone. And that's when you want to say, well, actually, there's probably some <laughs> cartilage still left in there that's, yeah. uh, you know, protecting, you know, sitting in between the bones. But yeah. um, I always know what they mean. So, yeah. like we were talking before, I kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, actually yeah, like showing that, deal, right? you know, I, and I understand that's it's painful. Yeah. So, but so technically they're. There's probably some stuff still in there. Yeah, man. Hanging out in between. And if it was really, really bone on bone, right. they, they probably wouldn't be walking in. There'd be no discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Bone on bone is a, it's when you have a fracture. That's bone on bone. Yeah. You know, but like in the arm, I think it's 10,000 10, nerve endings per square inch. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, so I always know what they mean, yeah. but, um, and it's not comfortable. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's really, a, really technical. Yeah. And saying, well, actually. Right. Then. So what that means, what they usually write, you know, loss of compartment space, de derangement of the compartment or the joint, that's a hallmark of osteoarthritic change, you know? So that, that loss of one side of the knee or something like that. So that's more likely what they mean. Interesting. It is interesting. All right. So for our last question. Oh, my gosh. It's a multi-parter. So I'm going to say everything. Good night. And then I love you guys these. can answer afterwards. So when you I like trying to figure out which patient wrote like you know <laughs> when you type the phrase can getting adjusted okay. into Google uh -huh. these are the things that come up kill you N no oh thank God <laughs> make you taller oh help with anxiety induce labor so let's start with the first one holy can cow this, getting adjusted yeah. make that's you fantastic taller? we used to hand out the study yeah. showing the height difference absolutely. Um, in especially disc related. Absolutely. Nowadays, you know, that, that study was 2014, and they got a 50 year old man to grow six tenths of an inch, which is incredible by using techniques to rehydrate the disc. Because they discovered that the disc, the end of the disc, the top and bottom of it, are almost biochemically identical 
to the end plane of the vertebra. And so our, the, everyone's like, where's all your fluid going? Because people are like, oh, you're taller in the morning and then at night, and they couldn't figure out why. It's escaping into the vertebra. So they found a way to pull it back and then trap it. So both yes and no. You know, we're not going to make your vertebra taller, but there are guys that come in, they're 6'2", 6'3", 5'8", and their head's so far in front of their body, they're losing yeah. three-quarters of an inch. So we adjust them, get them into some rehabilitation, stand them up straight. Yeah, now they're standing at their true height. Yeah, we do so, those uh, posture screens, and oh, we do man. it in front of a grid. And there's times where, well, the posture it's screen incredible. itself shows a difference, but if you look at the height on the grid, yeah, they're actually showing they're up clearing taller. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I would say we cannot make the bones taller, but we can effectively make the joints. Taller as a function of putting them, you know, removing the restrictions. Yeah. So, yeah. So, are people taller after they come in here? Effectively, yeah, they are. And that's actually part of restoring the biomechanics of We've the We've had some spine. adults really excited because they went back to their Pumped. physician yeah. and they came up an inch taller. That's right. And, uh, Our most uh, prominent case was um, one and a quarter inches, right? The scoliosis case. So over an inch, yeah. over an inch with scoliosis reduction. Yeah, we've had that multiple times. Adults. Bro, it's super cool. And they've been so man. excited. Yeah. yeah, and you get somebody that's four eleven, you give them an inch. That's super oh, that's, five foot. That's pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. You okay. just changed your life. Yeah, so it's really okay. cool. Can adjust getting adjusted help with anxiety? Okay. Okay. So we've talked about this before. We have. One of the most commonly report that's like the second most commonly reported thing. That people tell us as an aside, like, hey, did you know why they quit their antidepressants? You know, like we hear that all the time. Now, we don't have anything to do with drugs. That's not our thing. But people are like, oh, I, I quit this. And, you know, but like to treat people specifically for anxiety, to use that as their ICD code, we don't do that. As a side effect of adjusting, we see it all the time. Yeah. yeah so especially, especially around... If we're looking at the C7T1, uh, we're talking about blood pressure and we're talking about anxiety. Yeah. And um, basically the guy that, that, the nerve that we're affecting, that travels from top to bottom. If we're looking at it, it's the vagus nerve, right? Because mm -hmm. it's the guy that has... The wandering nerve? The wandering nerve, the vagabond. Um, it has little inputs from the top all the way down to the bottom, inside the gut, connects yeah. to the heart and then a lot of times when we reduce pain throughout the body and we realize realign those bones we're looking at a reduction in stress anyway right so now we're like oh and I'm, I'm not I'm not jacked up I I, I don't feel right. as bad I'm calmer and ahead part and parcel is has to do with the adjustment and how it's affecting how your body works that's right that is right and then the last question can getting adjusted induce labor? I don't know that there's a study demonstrating that that's been studied, but I can tell you we have seen it here 20, 25. We have so many pregnant women. We've been, we are like, oh, let's get this over with. And they come, we adjust them two days in a row. And when we check them, if they need to be adjusted, we adjust them. We don't just adjust them just to do it. But, um, you know, the stimulation. Uh, to the lumbosacral plexus of nerves, the removal of obstructions from the SI joint, um, you could very easily, with a pen and paper, elucidate a pathway for stimulation of 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 that response. You know that that okay, these obstructions are gone, or this is in the right spot, or the pelvis is aimed the right way. Then, woof, 
Yeah. You know, but I don't know that it's been studied. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it might be too tough to. That's the problem with, chi- yeah, with chiropractic studies in general. Like you, you have to have someone with that that joint restriction, that subluxation. You can't just take fifty people. They have to have that thing. You know, it's not like somebody with um, high blood pressure. You could go find a lot of those, but if you find somebody with high blood pressure and subluxation of misalignment of C seven and T one and C one on the left and the right, you, that's not a, a lot of people. So doing a study for that is very, very difficult to do. And that affects the size of the studies that we can do in chiropractic. Like our, most of our stuff is case study, but case study informs treatment plans. Like it's still very valuable and it, and it lends itself towards a larger study. But holy cow, to be able to do that. Is that it? That was My it. God, we got through every question. Has it been like an hour? No, it's probably 33 minutes. Really? Wow. I am really surprised. 38. Okay, so uh, like I said, we'll have Dr. Certain on next podcast. We're all looking forward to that. Marissa, good job. Thank you. Marissa, now we've had three guests, three guest moderators, three moderators. I just, it's wonderful. This one, I think it's really clear to people. Some more moderate than you know, others. You know, <laughs> all right. You know, it was Women's Day um, last week. I think, and I think as a shout out to that, it should be pretty crystal clear to people where the real power lies in this practice, and that is in the females that that keep this place running, and our spouses who put up with us. Like, that's real. That's real power. There's a lot know? of a lot of women keeping us in line. Yeah, we're just we're just smart, attractive physicians. But like without the females that run this place, we and they're married to us and put up with us, we wouldn't be anything. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. I think you guys agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I got nothing to say on that matter. I'm not getting in trouble. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, okay. So for myself, um, for Marissa, for Dr. Brad Maurer and Dr. Matt Fink, we will see you guys in two weeks. Thank you. Stay safe. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do. 